today we're going to check out these octave shapes and the idea of dividing an octave um, in various ways. So on this first uh, first example, we're going to uh, divide the octave in half. Um, but let's start start with uh, playing some some octave shapes. So these are just really important um, things to check out and play. So there's the interval of the octave. You know, we can apply these to, you know, root notes of chords or different things, but basically get a little bit of a framework for whatever we're doing. So this is a good example. You could, you could work on various intervals. Um, you could work, work on scales, arpeggios and things. Uh, but in this talk, we're going to uh, just take some select kinds of um, note collections, you might say. And, you know, just kind of get a sense for um, dividing the octave here. So let's say we have, we've done this talk, okay, where we had this root note on string two, fret one, and then string 13, um, string two, right, 13, string two, fret one. All right, and so let's say we have a note right right in the middle here. I think I'm gonna add it like this. All right, so we're finding kind of the spaces halfway in between. So that that tone there. We can call it a sharp 11 or a flat five when we're spelling out chord sounds, but just kind of the point of this is noticing that it's halfway, right? So if we have 12 tones, right, before we get to the octave, then our halfway point there is going to be F sharp. Now, because the frets are uh, spaced different differently as you go up, so uh, closer together as you move towards the bridge, um, it doesn't seem like halfway, but. But in the musical sense, it's it's the halfway point. All right. So then, we, when we go over these octave shapes and kind of look around, yeah, you, know, you might even go up in that that kind of direction there. Oop, right there, rather. 
create a little bit of a, a diagonal of across the neck. Okay, so what we're working with here is this, this concept of uh, creating a, just a little bit of a, um, a limitation by saying uh, we're going to try to space these notes out as far from each other as possible in that single string will really illustrate that. So sticking with the second string here, what if we try to fit in a couple of notes? And we try to distance them as far apart from one another as we can. Now let's think about numbers. It's a little bit of math here, I guess. Um, if you have uh, 12 notes, then it's, it's not so hard to um, divide certain numbers. So dividing by two, right? Um, and then, you know, you, you say, okay, well, we're starting here, dividing by two. Okay, we, so, so we go one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, and then, so that's the tritone. And then from this number, six would be, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. That would get us back to the root an octave higher from where we started. So we can say, okay, well, it's, it's divisible by two. So that's why, that's where we get, um, this sort of this halfway point, right? That that tritone. Now, when we um, we have it three ways, basically, um, then well, we know three is divisible by twelve. So starting here again, so we have one, two, three, four. So we get a major third above the root. And then one, two, three, four, a major third above the third. And then one, two, three, four, a major third above that. So then we've divided the octave up. Sort of evenly, right? So with, with this particular uh, shape, we have uh, the augmented try it and and so with this sort of um, kind of symmetry we have these interesting patterns on the on the guitar neck so okay where you know when, when you have let's say and we'll see this later when you have a pentatonic scale or a um, or a major scale heptatonic type scale or something. Something that has five notes or seven notes. It's not divisible by 12 evenly. So then you can, you, the pattern is, is much longer, you might say. It's, it's the whole 12 frets before it's going to repeat. But with these, um, tritone type intervals and uh and uh the augmented triad you know we kind of could see that it's it's sort of 
pattern appears to repeat more often, right? So with these augmented triads, you know, we're starting there, let's say open string, and then uh, fourth fret, and then eighth fret. And so I'm really using that same shape going down string by string. Uh, so, so a pattern is repeating more frequently. All right, so let's go ahead and identify. So if we're thinking about a C chord, for example, then we might call this you know, the third, major third, and then the, uh, say the sharp five, or uh, especially as far as in the context of a triad, that would, that would make sense there. Okay. So let's see if we can keep going. So we, we, we divided things in half, divided the octave three ways. Um, so both two and three, of course, divisible by 12. So now if we think about dividing things four ways, then we get uh, diminished seven arpeggio. So notice, you know, starting on this note, if I, if I go, so this is basically zero, right? So there's a one, two, three. Okay. Now if I go three up from there, one, two, three. Okay. One, two, three. And then one, two, three. And then we're back on the octave shape. So we've divided things up. And every note is sitting as far as possible from the other, other notes. Okay, so we can say, okay, yeah, that's gonna be the root note. The flat third, flat fifth, and I'm going to call that double flat seven there. Okay. So there's the diminished arpeggio, and we can see that uh, the patterns are again. Uh, Repeating fairly, fairly frequently, you might say. So, if I if I choose two, let's say two notes per string, then um, then we're just kind of move, moving up there. But um, you know, visually, um, we could see. That, that same tritone sitting apart from another tritone group, you might say. Uh, so 
if we go back and think a little bit about that tritone, and then uh, what we're basically doing is is having and this is you know another perspective on it, but basically placing a tritone, another tritone grouping uh, halfway in between. Okay, so we get this diminished uh, seven arpeggio, and this will this will come up again um, when we talk about the octatonic scale. Change picks here. All right, so illustrating this on the on the one string is really helpful, right? Because uh, seeing the entire patterns can can be a lot to to take in. All right, so so. So far, uh, we've had two two notes, of course divisible by twelve, or twelve is divisible by two, twelve is divisible by three, twelve is divisible by four. Now we get to five. So five is not gonna it's not gonna work out evenly here. So what we're gonna do is work with that same concept of um, trying to keep things spaced apart as uh, much as as possible. So there we're gonna have some instances where there are all steps in some instances where there are minor thirds. So you could you can imagine that that these um, tones are kind of repelling one at one another, right? Or or just kind of um, just wanting a little bit of of space, you might say. So as we walk up here, we say, okay. And I'll, I'll mention too that, that there, there are a lot of different, um, quite, a, quite a few different options. And I've done some talks on these pentatonics and what others would follow the same type of concept. So for example, uh, minor pentatonic, which is a mode of this, uh, major pentatonic and um, or any of the modes of this and um, also dominant pentatonic or the minor six pentatonic all right so here we have the root call it two three five 
six, and then back to the root. So with, uh, with five tones, you know, we get um, a different kind of uh, spacing. Some are whole steps, some are uh, minor thirds. All right, and then we can see uh, this familiar shape of, of the pentatonic, really familiar to a lot of guitarists, anyway. And we can, you know, really think about these root notes and octave shapes and, and how this this all kind of works. So just a reminder about all this. So we are trying to divide the octave up into smaller and smaller parts, basically, or just have more notes in there. And um and the other uh, kind of uh, restraint is that uh, constraint is that uh, we're trying to keep these an equal distance. Uh, well, not even so much equal distance, but have them have as much space as they can they can fit in. So notice if I were if I were to move, so this the fifth has a little more space on on the lower end from the third. So it's, it has two frets in between and, and one fret or two frets above one fret in between. So we have a larger interval here. We have fifth down to the third is a minor third. Fifth down of two, six is a whole step. Okay. So then we say, okay, well, what if, if we push that down half step, so the third to the sharp 11 now, or flat five, and sharp 11 up to the six. So that's a minor third now. Right. So we could do that same, same thing with the, the six too. So we could say, oh, let's bump that up a half step because it's the six to the root is a minor third, where six to the fifth is a whole step. Maybe bump that up. So whole step to the root, minor third down to the fifth. So you can see whatever we do with when we have five notes total, um, we, we can't really arrive at at uh, a, a symmetry or, or something that is a mirror image even or anything like that. And so it's not, uh, can't divide 12 by that number, so. All right, so then we get to six, right? And just like two, you know, and three and four um, does divide up. And we see this really, it's, it's really, uh, 
kind of plane to see that, you know, this is the whole tone scale. Um, there are other six note scales, sure, other ones that are also symmetric like this. But we're just coming up with one example for each and, um, and trying to space these notes out as far as, far as they can go. But, um, but you can really see how um, these are all just two frets apart or whole step. And, and they're all, you know, kind of like the augmented triad and the uh, diminished seven arpeggio. Um, there's a kind of a limited number of, of these, right? So if we were go back and look at the augmented triad, right? We have three more in addition to this one. So four total augmented triads, um, because all these, all the inversions are, are, um, uh, identical to the root position. So you could call this C augmented triad or A flat augmented triad, or E augmented triad. So similar to with the uh, diminished seven arpeggio. Uh, in addition to this one, we have two others. So the three total. So the same idea with the, the uh, inversions of this are all the same because we have this symmetry about it. And so, you know, we could call this a, call this by any of the root names, C, C diminished seven, E flat diminished seven, G flat diminished seven, A diminished seven. Okay. And then when we get to, of course, the pentatonic, just reviewing all these, um, then this is the C major pentatonic, and it's it's unique. You know, it's 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 its own thing, and and since it doesn't doesn't have that quality to it, um, um, then we say, well, that where there there are twelve of these. So when we get to the whole tone scale, we can say, well, there are two of these, right? Because just like uh, the same concept as before, um, you know, you could you could think of this in terms of inversions, just be a lot of them, but uh, they're all the same. So you know, you could call this a C whole tone scale. D whole tone scale, E whole tone scale, F sharp whole tone scale, A flat whole tone scale, D flat, or, or B flat rather, whole tone scale. Uh, so whatever, you know, perspective you have on it. So, you know, it's kind of interesting too, if you, if you kind of took a shape out of here, you could choose any shape and move it by whole steps.
Same thing with the diminish, which, uh, except that you would move it up three frets and augmented and all that. All right, so here we have the opportunity to have everybody have an equal, or every note to have an equal amount of space so they can each have a fret on each side of them. Right, and everybody is has the same amount of, of space on, on each side. So all right, so for spelling out a chord. Some of them might say, okay, root two, three, sharp eleven, flat thirteen, flat seven, and the root flat thirteen could be called a sharp five, sharp eleven could be called a flat five. Okay, so there we get the the whole tone scale. All right, so now we get into uh, seven tones. And so again, having everything sit in between uh, uh, or divide up uh, evenly through 12 is not gonna happen. So, um, so we get this uh, seven note scale where some of the notes sit next to others by half step while others have a whole step on either side, and then there's uh, um, other other ones with the half step, whole step, on whichever uh, side. So, so this is a C major scale. We can say, okay, root note, one of these to be empty. So um, if you're listening on the podcast, um, do have some visuals here for uh, YouTube members. Uh, if you want to check that out there. Uh, there we go. Okay, let me start happening. All right, so we get whole step, whole step. And then a half step, whole step, whole step, whole step, half step. So notice again, if we if we move this, move one of these notes that has a half step, they're going to have a half step on the opposite side. 
move that over there. So it's sort of interesting to do that because you could get different uh, key signatures maybe or um, or basically modes of the melodic minor depending on how you end up doing it. So we'll say two, three, four, five, six, seven, root note again. All right, and then so we have all these tones up here um, in pattern. So this is a pattern that will will repeat every twelve. Uh, frets right it's it's interesting too to think about um you know the the amount of usage of certain collections of notes so seven notes that seems to be um in the history of um say western music and i would say likely other um other uh traditions as well but um um but it's interesting you know this this seven it's it's sort of lacks this uh symmetry to it and it uh just doesn't divide it evenly by the octave so um i'm not sure what conclusions can be drawn from that but uh it's it's uh I'm just gonna leave it at is sort of interesting um the pentatonic scales too so that's that's a, another very common um scale in many musical traditions so um you know that's another one where it's it's and it's not really possible to divide it by the octave uh you know evenly so um Although maybe you could with microtonal sort of sort of things, but um, anyway, and sort of um, I think a typical uh, situation uh, we have we have this pentatonics and um, heptatonics, you might say, seven note scales um, where we just tend to have a lot of musical content using those uh, collections of notes. So let's check out one more. Uh, we're going to take a look at it's known as the octatonic scale. And we could we might think, well, how do you divide 12 by 8? A um, couple of Things we could we could think about in that in that respect we could we could say well the notes that we're not using we have four right so here um, we have four tones there and then we have you might say two other groups of four so let's say diminished seven arpeggio 
sitting right next to another diminished seven arpeggio. So let's say C diminished seven, just like we had before. Uh, we're placing another diminished seven, a half step below it. And you could do the same process with above, but this is what we chose here. And so you could say, okay, it sort of falls into that um, uh, four notes, uh, three frets apart, and just two two groups of them. Um, but a lot of really cool, kind of cool things uh, to find in the uh, in the octatonic scale. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more today, uh, another day. But um, Let's kind of check out the idea, you know, if we, if we if we go back to the whole tone scale and say, okay, every every note had a, at least a half step on either side of them before getting to another note. So, uh, so there's there's sort of a space of a fret at least, and then similar idea with the major scale. Of a, a note in between that we're not using. Okay. And then there's a tone that has maybe a whole step below it and then a half step above it. So there's going to be uh, at least two, two notes that have a, a half step next to a, a note a half step away and a note a whole step away. So that's. It's kind of interesting about the octatonic scale is kind of get the symmetry again, where we say okay, we have a whole step, um, but then a half step. So so every note will have um, space of a whole step or a half step on either side of that particular note. So as an example, uh, D has a note a whole step lower, and D has a has a half step higher. Right? So each note is going to fall into some category like that. So E flat will have a, a note a half step lower, and E flat will have a note a whole step higher. Right? So we get whole half, whole half, whole half. So then we're able to divide uh, the octave, octave up. Say root two flat three four flat five, right? And uh, five flat six. Double flat seven and uh, major seven. All right, and then we we can see that we have patterns that that do uh, repeat here. You know, so we say okay, 
say that. So I'm just moving a string over. Okay. And just, just moving, doing four notes per string. Uh, just kind of moving up and then you can, you can see how that pattern is going to basically repeat. Uh, you could also have some half steps here. And see the half steps, a whole step above that. So, so some really interesting patterns. Um, it's uh, you know interesting, you know, sort sort of visually to, uh, especially I think if you if you were to tune in all fourths or just look at this as like a bass uh, bass guitar neck or something and because um, it, it is a little bit harder to see with standard tuning but um, you know the sort of the visually you know the the symmetry or the the the, the more often repeated pattern um, is uh, maybe a, a little in an aural sense, maybe a little more dissonant. Um, so, but possibly more appealing to, to the eye. I don't know. Sort of, you'll have to let me know what you think about that. Um, but there we have it, a few things. Let's just uh, review everything and kind of take a look at some of those. Uh, Patterns. Remember, we're looking at this all from the uh, perspective of the C octave shape. So there we have the tritone interval, the augmented triad. We have the diminished seventh, peggio. We have the pentatonic scale. We have the whole tone scale, the major scale, and we have the octatonic scale. So pretty interesting kind of thing. So you could take any one of these numbers, like um, like the seven note scales, and you know, just think about the kind of beads on a string and try to move one of the beads over, one of the notes over. So, right, so I just made, I lowered this seven to a flat seven. So then we could say, okay, well, that's kind of a mixolydian, you know, all in one string. Um, so doing that all on one string, I think, could be really helpful uh, to narrow things down um, rather than conquering some of these these larger uh, patterns uh, over all the strings. Although it's kind of necessary to do that, but um, but just kind of get a sense for musically and theory wise, you know what's going on there.
Uh, so let's see, I'm going to call this. And I will uh, place this on the community tab on uh, YouTube. I'll check that out there. And uh, checking this out on the uh, podcast. Um, check out the check out the website uh, that linked in the description. And let's see, I will add all this to the community tab and. Uh, so I hope everybody has a great day. Um, I'll be uh, back with more videos tomorrow. And uh, I'll see everybody in the next one. Have a great day, great practice session.